0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation. Uh, For those of you I haven't had the chance to meet, my name is Jeff Harris. I am the district and county superintendent of schools. And in the amount of time it takes to sit and have a cup of coffee with a friend, we are going to have a conversation today about things that may be important to you in regards to schools throughout Del Norte County and about our community. So joining us today on today's podcast are Jeff Slayton, who is the principal of Castle Rock School. Jeff, welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Tony Fabricus, principal at Sunset. Thank you. And Randy Fugate, former principal of Del Norte High, now principal of the Del Norte County Office of Education, Community School, and Elk Creek.
1: Hey, good to be here.
0: All right. Hey, well, gentlemen, so there's been a lot said over the past few weeks and months about what's happening at Del Norte High, what's happening at K-8. We get the odd question every once in a while about what about Castle Rock? What about USA? What about, what about, what about? So I wanted to take some time today And really talk about what is happening at Castle Rock, what's happening at Sunset, what's happening at Community, because your schools are a little different than what families normally experience in comprehensive education. So um, let's start just by talking about what your schools are and what you guys offer. So um, let's go in reverse order. We'll go back to Randy. I'm using teacher
1: Techniques here, Randy. All right, <laughs> kind of mixed it up and kept kept me on guard. All right, uh, so I uh, I'm uh, overseeing Elk Creek, which is our court school, and uh, as well as uh, Delart Community School, and so with Delart Community School, we're servicing students who might be on probation, students who might have been referred by the SARB process for attendance or behavior. And we also have students who have opted into a smaller environment too. So we have a kind of a mixed uh, population of students there, definitely a smaller population in total and a couple of teachers. And uh, so it's a more intimate environment for students who might need that kind of a setting.
0: And, and it really, it, it's structured right now to serve sixth grade through 12th grade with, I think the majority being high school Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And right. Enrolled as of today. Well, I, well, maybe a couple of days ago, I was looking at some numbers online and you guys were right about twenty eight. Yeah, we're,
1: we're about we were thirty two a couple of days ago. We have some students who we might be adding in this morning. So we might be about okay. thirty five.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, Tony, tell us a little bit about Sunset. Um, you've done that at board meetings before, but today we don't have an hour and a half. So if you could. <laughs> Well, Mr.
2: Harris, um, <laughs> as you know, I love to uh, talk about Sunset, and we are Sunset High School, home of the Rising Phoenix, and uh, we are the county district's only continuation high school here in Del Norte County. We are an alternative to uh, Del Norte High School in the district side, um, and you have to, because we're a continuation high school, you have to be 16 or older to go there, we our high end of the most students we had last year was, I believe, 95. We got up to 95. And right now we currently have, which is typical at the beginning of the school year before people start transferring or discovering their they want a, a change or an alternative to another school site, we're at about 65 right now, but I anticipate we'll
0: be close to 75 by the first day of school. And we'll kick in there that Sunset is one of those rare beasts in California because Sunset is actually a WASC accredited continuation high school. That's
2: true. We are WASC accredited. We are also a California model continuation high school, um, which uh, we are the only model continuation high school north of Sacramento. So it's a pretty incredible honor and it's it's a tribute to our staff and students. Uh, They do a great job. Great. Thanks, Tony.
0: And Jeff, a little bit about, so just so that everybody knows who's listening. So um, Randy's on the county office of education as far as the schools that he oversees. Tony is under the district as far as the school that he um, oversees. Jeff, you're even different than
3: that. So tell us a little bit about Castle Rock. Castle Rock's an independent study, home-based, personalized program. It, um, it's K twelve. Um, we're authorized by the county office of education, and uh, typically, parents um, sign up. Um, they, the parents that sign up, typically want to have a bigger say in their child's education and have more, you know, direction on that. And um, they meet with their teacher once a week and uh, it's a it's a support system the, the the parent is the main educator with support from a credential teacher provides a lot of flexibility and um, you can create your own schedule, you know, Monday through Friday and um, it's well received by many parents.
0: And again, it's also WASC accredited, correct, Jeff?
3: Absolutely. Yes. We just went through a WASC accreditation. And
0: And for those of you who haven't had children who have gone through any of these um, different programs within our county, um, I had one child who actually went through Sunset and I had another child who went through Castle Rock. So, um, you know, for my family, it worked as well. So let's talk a little bit, guys. You were all here during, you know, something I think a lot of folks have heard about called COVID-19 when when we had our facilities closures back in March. Um, How did that affect the kids and the families that you were working with at that point in time?
3: Well, it it, it affected us um, in the respects that, uh, you know, they could still meet with their teacher. We just did it um, virtually or, you know, over the phone. But what really hit us when COVID first started at the end of last year was the support systems that we have, the, the labs that we provide, the tutors, the, 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 the electives that we offer. And um, so I, the support system went away a little bit. And we plan on changing that in the coming year and um, working with Google Classroom and, and through Zoom and different, different um, platforms like that.
2: For Sunset, it, it was a huge impact. Uh, sunset is built upon relationships that have um, grown and nurtured between staff and students. And um, although students choose to come to sunset for a number of reasons, uh, many times students come to us because they are behind on their credits, um, credit deficient, and they need a little more help uh, to get back on track to graduate. And when we shut down that, uh, GREATLY affected our students and our staff who know they have that moral imperative that we need to do whatever it takes for our kids, um, hands on, getting them um, towards graduation, earning those credits. And we knew that was not how sunset operates. We w- were not a distance. It. Distance is an ox- oxymoron when it comes to uh, sunset. We are close knit. We are um, on-site, we are relationships, we do things together. And so that it, it was opposite of what we did, but our staff rallied in that first day, the schools closed. They were already um, brainstorming, devising plans on how we could get our kids the help they need, whether it's paper packet or online and whatever it takes, um, home visits, all that stuff. And I was super proud of our staff and our students. Uh, Again, they're not, I don't think many kids were built for it, but I would say especially Sunset um, and our kids, um, and we're trying to do it a little better this coming school year.
0: Yeah, Well, and so, Randy, that kind of brings us to you because you actually were the principal of Del Norte High last year, so yeah. you got to see a lot of things. Um,
1: that, yeah, Del Norte High is a, a, it's a bigger place, a lot of hustle and bustle. I think uh, when you talk about how did it impact the school, it, it, a lot of layers. So um, probably most prominently beyond the obvious of education being a, sort of a figure this out as we go, we lost all of our sports programs in the spring, so the kids that were actively involved in sports... Um, Our music programs, our dance programs, our clubs, things that are the reason a lot of students come to school. That those those things all went to the side. And that was really a challenge, I think, um, emotionally, psychologically for students and families to to miss out on that. Um, But I think uh, academically, uh, like Tony said, teachers uh, really rallied. There was a high a learning curve <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> so we went from uh, about a third of our teachers using some of the classroom technologies like Google Classroom to 100% in two weeks. And that was uh, that was amazing. So uh, Del Norte High had its share of challenges and uh, just based on our volume and, and all, the, all the working parts. Um, you know, speaking of, I don't know a whole lot about uh, community school, but I, I did connect with Rob, Mr. Parker, who was principal at the time last year. And uh, despite all of the challenges that they had there, uh, they still managed to have a, a high number of students graduate uh, in the spring. So they were able to pull it together with the staff and, uh, you know, you, you have you have reluctant learners who really need that, as Tony was talking about, that personal daily contact. Um, technology is not necessarily a friend and um, they they need more of that, somebody in the room talking them through some of the challenges of the work and the academics and um, they still managed to, to get that together and, uh, like I said, I went to the graduation and I, I was really impressed with the number of students that were able to kind of hang in there and the staff and the commitment from, from the community school. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah and especially in our alternative programs, Mr. Harris, um, w- again, I speak to that tug of the moral imperative of our staffs to um, contact and to reach out to our kids daily and weekly. And that was a, a again, a huge um, uh, responsibility and a, uh, uh, Job that we took on that my staff, and I'm, I'm not speaking for the other, but my staff, we contacted every single kid every week and we were, we were making sure they were, they had their needs, they, they their needs were met. And if there was anything we could do for them, uh, we reached out to them, home visits, calls, emails, all that stuff. And again, it was a, it was a tough time because again, our kids are at risk And what that means is at risk of possibly not graduating on time. So when you're not seeing them every day, the thought or feeling is they're falling further behind and they're not catching up. And so that was a a huge um, stressor for us. But uh, again, we we finished the school year off strong,
0: as strong as we could in the the environment that it was. So. Tony, didn't your staff, too, right at that very beginning, right when everything got cut off and we said we couldn't have students back on campus physically, you guys actually started driving out and visiting your kids?
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we, again, any kid that we
2: weren't, we, again, we were uh, tracking who were we not seeing or hearing from, and then we go find them. And our, we have a van, thank you to uh, Mr. Harrison, the school board, and Delmar. Uh, school district, we have a van that's assigned to us. So we're able to do that and make home visits and and deliver meals and deliver um, uh, packets and hands-on materials because like Randy said, a lot of our kids – they're not bought into Chromebooks and tech and online learning. They want something in their hands, something tangible that they can write on and uh, manipulate. So um, we, were, we were dropping those off, picking them up. They were coming into our office uh, regularly, uh, picking up uh, work and dropping it off.
0: Yeah, that's great. So, and you know what, so Tony, you, or Randy, I I think you brought up the, the graduations. So um, you were all very successful, right? I was able to go to all of your graduations as strange as they may have been. And Tony, yours was virtual, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, But, but I think you were all extremely successful. I mean, you know, Jeff, as, as I was watching kids come through yours and I was I I was the guy who was having to enforce the six feet of distancing, um, but as they were coming through your graduation, we saw a, a, a wide variety of students who came through. And Randy, you saw at community school, we had everything from um, students who had just transferred to community through adult learners that were going through our adult ed program. Um, Got to give a little shout out to Del Norte Reads because um, our Del Norte Reads partners also were uh, helping to prep people for their. Um, kind of their ged it's called the high set uh, most people call it ged but high set is, a, is a, the test that we give locally but but we were able to see those graduates and then tony you guys for the first time were able to have graduation at sunset because it's always been at cultural center
2: yeah first yeah. we ran out the cultural center every year um and this year because we couldn't have a in-person graduation we our staff again said hey Why can't we have it at sunset? First time ever, as far as I know, uh, our graduation being held at sunset. And it was a uh, one at a time on campus graduation. My uh, walk down the hall with pomp and circumstance playing um, and get their diploma. We videoed all of that and then uh, spliced everything together for our uh, webinar, our online webinar a uh, graduation, so it was a little bit of both, a little bit of in person and a little bit of a webinar, uh,
0: live streaming graduation. Perfect. And so, you know, knowing that last year was tough, knowing that we we still successfully got kids and and adults through that program, um, you know, Jeff, I'm going to kind of go back over to you as an independent study charter school. Um, your kids have had also a long history of enrolling at um, um, College of the Redwoods. And Tony, you've you've actually had kids enroll there and have transported them over for CR classes. Um, And Randy, at community school, one of the things we've been talking about for a long time is to the fullest extent possible, um, because your kids are on a little bit shorter schedule, kind of like Sunset, um, having those kids be able to participate in, in College of the Redwoods too. So in looking at this year, knowing that CR is doing a lot of virtual things, knowing that we're going to be able to do a lot of virtual things, have any of you given some thought about how to um, kind of build into that partnership a little bit? I know that's kind of a question out of left field, but. Um, to harken back a couple of years ago, that was
2: something we're very proud of. And um, Jessica Phillips and myself met with uh, College of Redwood staff shoot a number of years ago, and uh, we were able to get them, and they've been great, uh, to Schedule a class at I want to say one thirty somewhere around there that coincided with our lunch bus coming from Sunset back into town, dropping off at Del Norte High School, so our kids could attend a college level class. I want to say it's called a first year experience or or something. Yep, and uh, so we've had a number of kids take advantage of that and any other classes that they could in the afternoon. Uh, for College of the Redwoods. And even if they have one in the morning, like you said, uh, one of the reasons why we have our school van is we're able to go pick them up or drop them off as the case may be.
3: At Castle Rock, uh, we feel very fortunate that we have co-enrollment with the high school and they have that, that opportunity for co-enrollment as well as College of the Redwoods. And so um talked with Allison Eckert, the current principal at the high school, and she says that shouldn't change. So our kids will still have that opportunity to co-enroll at the high school. Or
1: I think the College of Redwoods is distance learning. And so they, they would have that opportunity as well. Right. Yeah. We're kind of looking at, uh, obviously, CR is always an option if I have students that are, are interested in, in going that direction. But we're also talking right now about some creating work-based learning experiences that we might be able to work into our afternoon last part of the day and into the after-school time for some of our students as we uh, get them into work readiness and connecting with community partners and things like that. So that's kind of a new area that we're looking at pushing out a little bit more. And uh, CR certainly be a part of that too. Yeah. Oh, so that's good. You know, I know
0: one of the things CR has always wanted to increase that enrollment and we've got that We've got that natural flow from our from our schools right in there. and and I think Jeff, you brought this up too. We have the flow in between schools. Um, we're very different than a lot of other counties and a lot of other school districts insofar as we allow students to and en- to enroll in a school and then to partake of programs throughout our county that best match and meet their needs. So we could have a child who's enrolled at um, Del Norte High. Who takes a culinary arts class at, at um, uh, Castle Rock? Who then also goes over to do something at CR? Or a child that's uh, enrolled at um, Sunset, who is taking a class at Castle Rock or Delmar High or whatever that looks like? So, um, how how is it working with one another? Because you guys are always on the phone throughout the year. And I've never seen any, you know, bumps or bruises. So I know that there's not a lot of fighting. That <laughs> we do, right? <laughs> but but what's that like to really try to coordinate these programs for students for the for the benefit of kids all the time?
3: I feel, at least speaking for Castle Rock, um, I feel very fortunate. Um, I feel like we've had a great working re- relationship with the high school and Sunset. And I, I never feel like I can't pick up the phone and call them. And um, they're always full of answers. And um. It's it's not like that everywhere, you know. Um, it's really not for charter schools, and uh, we feel very fortunate.
2: And I I echo that. Um, Sunsets work, and I, we've got a great. We're all done Del- Del- orders here. Uh, we've got kids all over the county, and we work well together. Whether it's Randy. Uh, Jeff, myself, or um, Allison now at Del Norte High School, uh, we've, Sunset's worked with all of the programs. We've had kids co-enrolled with community school and us where we transported back and forth or um, even Castle Rock. We've hosted their uh, culinary program for quite a while uh, with uh, Mr. Nova and Jessica Phillips and we'd get van loads of kids at our kitchen with a couple of our kids participating in the afternoons, getting elective credits. But and then with Delmar High, Sunset kids are co enrolled a lot of times with electives, but it could be anything there um, in the afternoons or in the in the uh, mornings. But it it uh, there's great relationships among the programs in Delmar County.
1: I think one of the philosophies that We've had for a long time is we've we've said hey the Del Norte students are they're our students it's not a Del Norte high school student or a Sunset High or Castle Rock kid and so I think we've said hey how can we how can we reach out and make sure that kids are getting an option so we have community school kids will go to Del Norte high for, and afternoons for an elective uh, Mr Nova currently is being hosted by Del Norte high for uh, carpentry classes that he's putting together too so there's a lot of connections and it's really What's best for these students as they move around, and we're we're going to see some students going back and forth from Sunset, maybe after credits have been made up, and coming back to the high school, or uh, going to Castle Rock for something, and coming back or whatever. So we kind of want to look at them holistically. They're are they are part of Delart, they're the Del Art crew. So we're going to take care of them.
0: So you know what that brings us to? <clears throat> that brings us to this year. So yeah, I know uh, what what a, what a wild year. So so this year, what we're going to do is we know that we're going to be starting school. Um, toward the end of August, uh, and then for the first couple weeks, we're going to really be looking at distance learning. So... Um, distance learning for the purposes of just really defining that distance learning within the K 12 environment is daily live interaction. It is weekly participation with work that's given. It's a minimum of three hours a day for kindergartners, uh, roughly four hours a day for first through 12th grade. Um, it involves synchronous or live interaction. It involves asynchronous or kind of, we'll say offline interaction. Um, and while we're talking about full distance learning for the first two weeks, uh, we know that that's going to extend throughout the year, even as we move into the blended or a hybrid model. And and you may also hear us talk about independent study. Independent study in the regular K twelve settings, um, and that all and that by regular I just mean the more traditional settings, which also would include community school, um, is going to be that um, distance learning model. So. What what we've normally seen is being able to uh, sign up for independent study, take a packet, work on it for a week, bring it back and call it good, is not what I think parents are going to experience. However, independent study program, the independent study program, which is what Castle Rock has, will main, will continue to remain that program.
3: We're very fortunate in that respect. Um, although we're independent study, we don't have to follow all the the guidelines of SB 98. And so we're able to um, still provide that flexibility, um, basically do things the the way we've always done things, but with that COVID in mind, right? We don't have to battle COVID and a new structure. And so that that's been very helpful.
0: Great. So guys, we are at the end of our time for this first podcast. Um, So, What we'd like to do at this point is we'd like to invite everybody to join us for part two. We're going to talk a little bit more about what each of these schools is envisioning for the 2021 school year. We want to talk about um, maybe what their goals are as they reach out to students and families and how they're going to work to make sure that this year's class of graduates and um, uh, really every student is having the best year they can have given the current circumstances so gentlemen thanks for joining us for for round one and uh, i look forward to the rest of our conversation